WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up the staffing. Our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, President of Outlines Venture Group, General Manager at the Sibylla Masters Fund and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. I'm here with Jillian Music, my partner at Outlines and the Sibylla Masters Fund. Jillian is the co-founder of both Moz and Brett Approved, a global speaker and contributing author to numerous books and publications on the subject of gender lens investing. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. You can find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hi, Jillian. What's on your mind today? (laughs) All right. Let's take a look at pattern matching, but let's look beyond the gender lens issues because good pattern matching habits can actually be learned. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Isn't pattern matching one of the factors to blame for the sorry state of funding women-led businesses? What could possibly be good about that particular habit? Well, okay, it's true. But pattern matching may keep investors from investing in women, but women and men actually can develop good pattern matching habits that will help move capital their way. So that's why I'm suggesting we examine some pattern matching beyond the uh, gender lens here. Ah, I see. (laughs) What you are talking about is taking something holding women founders back and turning it around to work in their favor. Right. So let me start the conversation uh, with the conversation I had with the CEO of a fintech company that was trying to raise three million bucks. So this CEO had been told that there were two other well-funded competitors already in the market. So she's out of the race. Now, she told me that one competitor had raised 25 million. And they have a debt card for teens, and it's already in the market. The other one's raised 30 million bucks, so five more, and has no product in the market. This entrepreneur has a product in the market, has developed all of the funnel processes to capture children far earlier than the teen years. She engages the parents as well with this process, extended families too. She lowers the CPA to two bucks a head, and now it's time for a teen card. The debit card, she said, is the simple piece. She's done all the hard work to make such a card successful, and now she needs the capital to add the card and corner the market. So during our conversation, I counseled her to consider raising 30 million bucks, right? Not 3 million. You don't want to message your $3 million raise. You want to message it differently. So that got me thinking, this is a good time for a conversation about how to position your equity raise, right? And that's following that pattern matching. For example, I said, what if I said I was going to raise 30 million bucks and I'm closing 10% on a convertible note with a 20% bonus on whatever that cap is by the end of the year? Now, that sends a really different message from I'm raising 3 million bucks. So as Tom Peters would say years ago, we're talking 1982 here, folks, right? What you say and how you say it are not only equally important, they are one and the same thing. So expressing that you're raising large sums indicates that you're going big. You're not playing in the sandbox. 
right? It sets clear expectations around the size of company you're building, the potential terms uh, returns for those investments in your business, a unified roadmap that avoids those little capital raises and all the accompanying dilutions for investors and the distractions for the company leadership. Right? A company that's raising three million bucks is putzing along with a massive stream uh, of early stage startups. A company that's raising 30 million bucks is running with and playing for bigger fish. Now, this isn't really about just go gold or you know, go home, right? It's about following the pattern of companies that have accomplished whatever the heck you're gonna accomplish. If you learn what your competitors, that your competitors raised 500,000 and then three million bucks and then eight more and, you know, Fine, it took them five to seven years to get it done. Maybe your path looks different, but I seriously doubt it. Understand their path and the path of similar companies. Follow that roadmap, not slavishly, of course, but be aware and be mindful of what your colleagues are doing right in the capital raise area of the business. And match that pattern to your advantage. I get it. So how do you know when this is the correct direction for your startup? Well, you start with your competitors. Whatever you're building, look at your competitive landscape that's already been hugely successful, okay? And then you ask, what did they do right? What can I improve on? Not, in other words, not necessarily what they did wrong, but where can you improve on whatever the heck you did? they did, right? So now you follow what they did right. In the example I'm using here, our example entrepreneurs, top competitors did two things, not necessarily right, they did two things. They raised significant capital, and they focused on launching a teen debit card. Now, I would say those two things are related. Well, when, in fact, your correspondent had difficulty with number one, raising significant yeah. capital, she says she built a better way to get to number two, launching the teen debit card. So what are the next steps to get her that capital she needs? Well, I'd start by determining what you can do to be sure you're doing as well as your competitors. One, get a copy of their pitch decks. It will be very insightful. Sometimes these decks are actually available online for the taking. Sometimes the company leaders will share a pitch deck if you simply call and ask them. Tell them you're an early stage fintech company, the female run is fine, whatever. You need mentorship help. And when asked, you describe your company you know, in little terms, sound inoffensive, sound small, unthreatening, make them feel powerful. Tell them you'll share it with other women who want to learn how the big players do it right. It's for educational purposes. You may just get a copy of their deck. And if you do get the decks, share them with colleagues who need to see how this works. Now, if you can't get the deck for those that are closest to you, then find some sample decks online that have successfully raised significant capital in as close a field as possible. So they won't be your direct competitors. They might be, I don't know, five, 10 years ago. And so now it's open you know, season and you can go get them, right? But observe how the team expresses what's being built, where they are on the trajectory today, what it will take for them to get to the finish, right? In terms of both time and money. And don't raise less than competitors have raised. You certainly don't want to come to market with fewer resources than your competitors. Right. I'm astounded at how many people think that they can launch a company, raise two or three million bucks when their competitors are raising 25 and 30 and 35 million bucks and think they can compete. Right. I mean, this it kind of doesn't make any sense when you put it that way, but too many people do that. So focus on what worked with the VCs today. For example, the team debit card. Right. It's already worked twice. 
Think about it. MasterCard and Visa had already tied up pretty much the whole market by the time Discover and, I don't know, 100 store cards and credit and debit cards all showed up. And now cryptocurrency cards and wallets now arrived on the scene, right? The fact that there are two cards already launched for Teams means nothing in the greater scheme of things. Competition is a sign of a healthy marketplace. Any investor who tells you the competition is the excuse for not investing is either lying to you or they're not really a seasoned investor, right? So don't play with folks who don't see that. In our example, this CEO has already built the sales funnel to her debit card to be convincing. She needs to show clearly how this substantially reduces her cost per acquisition. And of this, of course, you know, she has to be sure to check with competitors to see what the hell they're paying. You know, and they've got to be paying much higher CPAs before you start focusing on this advantage. Whatever it is, our intrepid entrepreneur can explain how she's going to extend the lifetime value of every customer. And she has to express the dollar value edge that whatever she's built already gives her over her competitors. So you have to put yourself into, again, that competitive landscape. It isn't that people want no competitors. They want to know that you're doing well. Right. So in our example, this CEO has engaged a broader group of people to add additional financials uh, to use the financial services. Right. The parents, the grandparents, the godparents, the extended family and so on. Right. And what do these additional consumers add to her bottom line? What are the additional services she can offer them? What's the collective value of that to the company? You have a point. The first players into any market are not necessarily the winners. Uh, I recall well from my early days in search that Netscape, AOL, and Yahoo were all very big in the search engine market before Google showed up and knocked them all for a loop. Mm -hmm. So speaking of collective value, we must take a break for our sponsors. (laughs) After the break, let's talk more about turning pattern matching to your advantage when you are raising capital. This is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We are talking today about pattern matching and how you can make it work to your advantage when you are seeking VC funding for your company. Before the break, we talked about a CEO, Jillian Counseled, who believes she has a better fintech product than her competitors and yet has not been successful in raising the 25 to 30 million they had. Jillian's advice was to discover the pattern of actions that made them successful and make it work for her company. So Jillian, let's talk more broadly about some of the ways to do that. Sure. So here's a good place to start. You know, from a who to talk to point of view, I do some serious competitive research. Learn whatever you can about your competitors' capital raises. Which VC firms funded them? Which firm led the round? Which firms followed? Who brought the deal? The senior partner at one of those VC firms. Find the names and get their bios. How long did that take? Get the decks if you can do it. Of course, we talked about that. But do the VC research, right? Which VCs are comparable to the ones that funded your competitors? These are in fintech deals, but they did not take your competitor's deal, right? So these are your low-hanging fruit. You get the names of the senior VC, either the general partner, managing director, similar kinds of roles. These are your targets, and you need some warm intros to them. Okay, that's a good tactical roadmap for who, whom to talk to, (laughs) and setting loose benchmarks so you can tell whether you're tracking your colleague competitors well. How about what? to tell the VCs. So pattern matching cuts many women out of the game too often because VCs tend to think of women as being less powerful leaders and building smaller companies. There is, the argument states, an insufficient volume of examples for them to draw and a wealth of male examples to draw from historically, currently in both private and public markets. How can all our CEOs listening today, male and female, Uh, understand what patterns VCs look for. So this really is that super important topic, Anne, right? Now, while I would agree that some VCs make some investment decisions based solely on the fact that they have, we hope, an unconscious uh, nagging thought that says a woman-led company company isn't uh, going to return sufficient ROI to the fund, I would postulate that the patterns VC looks for are not simply gender-based. Well, that's a relief, and it makes sense, of course. Things are rarely, if ever, binary. So what patterns are VCs looking on beyond gender? Okay, that's good. Let's start with the good statistics. We like those, right? We sure do. (laughs) Okay. Only 0.06% of all companies will ever raise venture capital. Now, that's venture capital, not angel, okay, right? So here's the point. Venture capital. VCs are looking for some very specific things when they make a determination as to whether a person is pitching them, that, that's pitching them, right, is likely to be or become a CEO who can take on a billion dollar company and take it to the finish line. Now, I've observed that literally 
thousands of pitches you and I have heard over the years, Anne, you know, almost every pitch begins with where we are today. And it spends way too much time rhapsodizing about the product and what it can do or what it looks like. So while you may be able to raise angel capital that way, uh, it's a whole other game when you enter the VC's office. And we, Anne, are no exception, right? We're raising a fund that is specifically designed to fund companies using multiple fund models, but we still look for the same signals that any qualified VC looks for when we consider funding using the conventional equity model. Okay, drum roll, please. What are they? First off, the companies that head for the stars do so early. They don't raise the 50K and the 10K here and puddle along. If the idea is big enough, it will command the attention of a serious VC early. Therefore, take a look at how large your company can really become before you start raising any capital. Before you walk into a VC, you should have a clear story about what your gross revenues and your gross margins are going to look like and so on at scale. This is not the size of the addressable market, folks, although it's an important ancillary fact, right? Telling a VC that you expect to gain 15% of a multi-billion dollar market means absolutely nothing to any of us. You'd be you'd best be able to seriously delineate in just a couple of sentences exactly how that's going to happen, what it will cost to get there, and how much time it will take. It's literally a line on your screen, right? You've got to show me that hockey stick. And you have to show me how much money will be invested at every stage along the way. I know that these things are going to change along the way. These are estimates. But truly, if you're going to raise 10 million today and it takes you 18 months and then you get another 50 million and then you get uh, a 200 million and so on, now we're talking about billion dollar companies. You come in and tell me you're raising you know, even a million bucks today, never mind half a million. This is still an idea. This is still something somebody might want to dabble with, right? Just start with something like this. Anything can be, that can be made of wood can be made of soybeans. And then you go to, we've developed a technique to replace wood with soybeans. The impact on global resources will change the face of the planet within 10 years, and here's how. Make the monstrous effect that your company's going to have in terms of dollars, environmental impact. Yes, you can add that in there. There are all kinds of bottom lines depending on the VCs you're addressing. And then finally, you get to say, today, we're testing the market with toothpicks. The world uses X trillion dollar lowly toothpicks every year. And surprisingly, wood toothpicks are rarely made out of scrap wood. Rather, they cost this planet a billion trees annually. I have no idea what the numbers are, folks. I mean, you do get this is just an example, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then you get to geek out finally on how you're making the toothpicks from soybean for about one minute. And then you better get onto a chart that shows where you are today how much cash and how much time you need to get to stages two and three and to infinity and beyond. Paint the picture of your company at scale at the outset. That's absolutely right, Jillian. And it's more than that. This isn't just about talking to VCs, folks. You must understand deeply what your company will look like and how it will operate at scale. Your vision must be a business vision, not a product vision. Far too often, we are pitched an idea that is a product, not a company. It's nice to have a product, but we suggest you check out how to get a royalty agreement in place if you have one product and no clear vision of how to create a company around it. We can take a deep dive into royalty agreements another time. I don't want to digress here. 
The purpose of taking time to envision your company at scale is this. It puts your product in perspective. Your product is nice, but truthfully, it may or may not be in your suite of products when you hit scale. If it is something you sell when you are a multinational unicorn, it certainly won't look anything like what it looks like today. Exactly. So we're begging you, CEOs, get over your product. It's just a part of what you're building. Or it better be. Otherwise, you're building an idea into a product and you will never build a company. You won't have the vision, the time, or the inclination to do so. You'll be obsessed by the product to the detriment of your business dream. And that's what VCs are looking for in pattern matching. The pattern of signals they look for, uh, you know, they are looking for circle around the business, the business model, the revenue streams, the cost per acquisition, the roadmaps, the labor and other costs, gross margins, profits. If you don't express clearly that you understand all of this and much more about building a business, then your v- the VC you're pitching will immediately consider one of two things. You have a nice idea. It's not going anywhere. Or two, you have an amazing idea and you might just be able to build that product, but there's no way you're going to run this company. At best, you might take a CTO or a CIO position or something, but they're immediately thinking about who they'll call on to run this show. In truth, the number two is the best you can hope for. Yes. And as we end this segment here at CEO Coach, I just want to drive home my point. Right? It's not that the VC thinks, this is a woman, I'm not going to fund a woman because they can't build big companies. Here's the hard truth, folks. And this goes for an awful lot of men too. It's a rare person, male or female, who can put a powerhouse team together with a complete vision of how a company that happens to sell this pretty product, right? And they can't wait to tell you about, is going to scale, get to scale, and what value it will have. Scale. Wow. And we're going to take a break now for our sponsors, and then we'll come back with top tips for making pattern matching work for you. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. 
take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We've been talking today about making pattern matching work for you when you are raising capital. And in the first two halves of two segments of the show, we talked about how pattern matching is really a matter of understanding what VCs are looking for when they look for uh, companies to invest in. So here we go with some top tips. I'll take the first one because it's a favorite. Number one, get over your product. Focus on the business of building a business. Your product is just one aspect of your business and just one component of your success. Honestly, if I had a nickel for every <laughs> every founder that doesn't get that, uh, we'd have our fund funded by now. <laughs> right. And that's why, folks, only 0.06% of every company will ever get venture funding because it's rare. Remember, venture funding at the conventional stage is just equity, right? In order to do that, you've got to get to the billion-dollar mark. You better have some serious clarity about how this becomes a billion-dollar deal, right? You can't leave these VCs thinking about it. I'll take number two. Understand what VCs want, what patterns they must match in order to make an investment decision. Far too many CEOs complain and far too few get the tedious work done to really understand this process. Those that do have a far better shot at success. The tedious process, you do research on your VCs. You find out who funded your competitors. You find out who's similar and didn't take a piece of your competitors. You ask those folks to get in the game. You only go to the senior level folks. You go into LinkedIn and slowly but surely you move your way up until you can connect with them. You start early. You make a, an appointment to get some advice because if you want money, you ask for advice. If you want advice, you ask for money. We get all of that. It's tedious. Get over it. Do it. Get out of your office and make it happen. You're on, Anne. What's number three? Uh, number three, following very much on the heels of number two, emulate the patterns required to receive serious VC funding by taking the time to study the roadmaps and patterns of the world's most successful companies and of your direct competitors who have already recently raised capital. As right. far as the world's most successful companies, there is a 
boatload of literature written about that. And you would do well to go and seek them out. As far as your competitors, you may be able to acquire some of that information just through networking or through asking for mentorship, things like that. That's true. So again, if you can't find your direct competitor, no giving up, folks. The world's most successful companies have all followed specific patterns of where they raised capital, how they raised the capital, what they were focused on, what was the next trajectory, right? You raise 500,000, you're not moving your company a whole lot of space before you get to the next raise. Find out how the most successful did it, follow that pattern, or go out for different kinds of funding. So, I got a spare tip, Anne. Oh, you do? Okay. I do. Yeah, yeah. Go um, for it. So I don't want to completely downplay the importance of excellence in development of a solution, right? No amount of emulation or focus on the end game or attempting to match patterns is going to help you if you don't have a massive problem to solve. That would actually be a pattern, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't have earnings potential and you don't have a killer way to address that problem. I get that. Right. So it will come as no surprise to anybody who's listening to this show, Anne, that the concept we've been dancing around all throughout today's show is or should be by now familiar to you, dear listener. It takes both a wizard to make the great product and an executor to conceptualize, navigate the path to and achieve. You got it. Scale. Now, go gather a great team, trust each other, get out of each other's way and start building. <laughs> All righty then. On that happy note of encouragement, uh, we urge all of our CEO coach listeners to do just that. Uh, we mentioned a couple of topics uh, such as royalties. We'll be covering that in future shows, and we invite you to come back for that. Now, for this week, that's it for this episode of CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Webmaster Radio for their support. You can download these shows at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows slash CEO dash coach. The dash is very important. You can also find them at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on our Facebook page, which is called CEO Coach Podcast. Do stop by and hit the like button so we will know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next time. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.